Welcome to the C21 podcast. Today we hear from Natalia Gorska, Director of TV at RTV Slovenia, about how the country is restarting production. Catherine Alvarez, Director of Documentaries at France Television, about its renewed focus on factual. And Fiorenza Cella, President of Free Dolphin Entertainment, about the rise and rise of the TV movie. My name's David Jenkinson. Thanks for listening. Natalia Gorska, director of TV at Slovenian pubcaster RTV, spoke to Karolina Kaminska about current trends in the country's industry, how it's facing rising prices from distributors, and why cable nets are a bigger threat to the public broadcaster than the global SVODs, and what sort of shows it's looking for to fill its autumn and winter schedules. We have gained a lot of trust, we have gained a lot of, of uh, uh, viewers, and now we need to offer them, you know, programming. And um, it's really difficult to, you know, to put together good programming with, with so much less finances and with so uh, tough uh, situation, which is right now here. And so for the summer now, um, as a result of the shortage of programming that, that you've just talked about, what sort of programs are you looking for now to to fill up your schedule are there any particular genres um and and also are you looking for new original stories or are you looking at acquiring ready-made shows uh in fact uh, for the summer we already uh we already did um uh, we the ebu um did an exchange platform for the programs so we take we have taken some of the programs from the exchange and uh, we have uh, acquired some of the uh, some of the series which are the, or the second of the, of the third, third season of the series we already had before we we tried to negotiate some of the some of the um, uh, how to say replies of the of the shows we already had on air like two years ago uh, we, with some of of the distributors, it was it was uh, okay, but for for the others, they wanted um, too much finances, and so we didn't acquire anything. So um, for us, it's uh, uh, extremely difficult because you know the distributors want want more and more money for the content. Uh, you we, we in fact they they don't know the market. Our market is really difficult and uh, the big uh, the big um, companies which are coming to us through non-EU countries like Serbia, like like for example Fox Channel, Discovery and everything, which is coming out from the outside EU. They're coming to the market and they're buying for the whole territory. Of course, they have lower prices for the, because they're buying for the whole territory. And uh, while, you know, the distributors, when they are selling us separately, they think, you know, that we can, because we are basically where we, the, the country is not poor, but for, for, the, it, 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 for the TV, they, they expect too much uh, money. So... Uh, there are some distributors we are, you know, we we are uh, negotiating nice prices and we are working for, with them for years and they understand uh, the situation. And, you know, we buy quite a lot from them because they have a normal prices, but from the from those who, who, who want too much, we, we don't buy. Even if the content is good, if we can't afford it, we can't afford it. So a price is going up then? Yes, yes. They even... even uh, uh, you know, even if the situation is that hard and the people would would need to understand, they think, you know, because the COVID 
you know, has shown that the content is really important. Now everybody thinks, you know, it means uh, that they can, you know, they can make the, that they can hire the prices. Uh, um, but, you know, it's for us, it, it doesn't work. Uh, otherwise, what, what we were looking, uh, uh, we, we were looking for the daily series, light entertainment shows, travel shows, and of course, uh, documentaries on, on um, music, um, uh, film stars, uh, or important events in, in, from the past. So are those the types of shows that you're still looking for now for, for the autumn and the winter, the ones that yes. you just mentioned? Yes, yes. We have, we have the agreement signed, but for the, for the afternoon, the lights, light, like family series and so on, not, not telenovelas, but family series or, or, or sitcoms, family sitcoms and so on. This is for something what we are looking for. And what about international acquisitions um, out, outside of Europe? Where, where, do you, where do you generally target when you're buying programs? Uh, we have a special agreement with the Japanese uh, uh, Foundation. We get some documentaries. Uh, they, they pay for the licenses and, 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 and we, we, we do other, we, of course, we need to translate and then do all the technical stuff. Uh, but otherwise, we don't we don't buy American content. We buy some, for example, some content from from like Middle East or the new countries where the where the, where the new cinema is very interesting, like Georgia, Armenia, Kazakhstan. So you know, especially with when when uh, we are talking about the f- feature films, because we have a special time slot for the feature films from from the high quality feature films which is normally something uh, which public TV should have. So we are basically buying a lot of feature films for this, of course, high quality for this science slots. Um, otherwise, we mostly buy the European content. Natalia Goshka. Catherine Alvarez, Director of Documentaries at France Television, has been involving a centralised content strategy. She told Gun Accus about the role of documentaries within that strategy her current priorities, and how she plans to spend her 100 million plus budget. She also tells us about the need to make French and world history, along with social concerns relevant to the lockdown period's forgotten younger generation. Basically, before 1st January 2019, we are organised by Channel. They were as head of documentary for France 2. I used to be head of documentaries for France 2, France 3, France 5. Uh, 1st January 2019, the thing was to say, OK, we need to really work on offer, how we offer to our uh, audience and viewers different documentaries or the same for drama. So I was promoted the head of documentaries for all France Television. So what does it mean? That means that I'm uh, running documentaries for France 2, France 3, France 5, and our platform, france.tv. France uh, that was a huge change because it was to completely reorganize and to see documentaries differently. So how did I organize? Basically, I created two, uh, sorry, four different units. One dedicated for acquisition and international co-production. So I designed uh, Caroline Bear that you have talked to. So her, she concentrates on acquisition and, uh, um, and uh, international co-production. Another uh, unit is dedicated to history and culture. Another unit is, is on uh, human uh, so- social issues, stories, and geopolitics. 
and the last one, discovery and science. So each unit works for all channels. That's the main difference. And it was a way to really being sure that our offer is complementary. For example, history, because Sunnyside is focusing on history this year. History, you have history of France 2, on France 3, and France 5. But it's a very different way of treating history, a theme, etc. And th that was really for us super important. So what we are developing uh, the most, what it's uh, today, it's really we are focusing on history a lot. And because we really think, especially today, uh, where like the, I would say, our societies and even before the, the confinement, our societies, is, there's a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's super, very puzzled societies, very complicated and, and going through our own history, or even when I say our own history means not only the French history, but it means the European history, the international history. It's a very good way for people to project themselves. And uh, what the confinement really brought us to, there is two different things. It's suddenly uh, linear television became central again. That was very interesting because I think when we are through confinement, we are really, uh, we, we lived exactly the dream of Amazon or Netflix or everything because we couldn't go out. So we're at home and everything was delivered to us and everything, but what was super interesting it's because families, people, suddenly they needed to be all together around television. And so television, public television especially, took a central role during the confinement. First of all, but I'm not in charge of that, but I think it was a very, very excellent idea. It's, uh, we dedicated completely uh, France 4 to um, Lumni. Lumni is our educational platform, and we gave class with real teacher from uh, national education for the kids who are at home and as you know not all of the kids are like uh, have all of the digital uh, devices to be able to, to connect with school so it was really to give them so it was really we realized during this confinement that this public television we were really key for uh, for the nation and for the people to gather together so it was interesting in terms of documentary it was so special. We changed a lot of uh, our scheduling because people couldn't have like people. We went through people, including me. <laughs> we went through so much anxiety, so much. It was such a shock, consideration that in terms of documentaries, we put more patrimonial documentaries, discovery documentaries. Like people needed to really escape to be together. We had tremendous ratings, for example, for our film on our science slots, prime time on France 5 on Pompeii. Uh, and it was, it's, it's the best ratings for that, uh, for that uh, slot. We had a very, very good one on France 2 prime time because it was the first year anniversary of the burning of Notre Dame. And we did that film, super big success. So we really saw people needed to be really like with things gathering together and everything. Of course, now we are out of the confinement. So it's a second, uh, I would say it's a second life now. And uh, so I think the role of documentary, it's, a, it's very different than the role of the news. Or Now it, we are really working on projects to document what we went through, to try to understand. So actually during the confinement, we signed up a few projects that we hope to broadcast before the end of the year 
that was and these projects are really a result of the confinement and can you talk a little bit about the projects that yeah. you've developed during confinement and some of the I, I guess they will be very unique challenges because of the unique period so yeah so basically there's like the first project it was very interesting we were before the confinement we were developing a uh, uh, prime time for France, France 5 on uh, sexual education in France uh, and so the, everything was supposed to, to be, uh, to be uh, shot in high school everything shut down so we couldn't like do the high school and the producer and director had a fantastic idea is to, to maintain the contact with the kids who agreed to, to be part of that show they, they say okay why you don't document yourself with your iPhone and everything what is it to be 15 years old and to be stuck in your bedroom basically <laughs> and and it's and it's very so the title is like 15 being 15 years old in my bedroom because it's really the year and because we had very strong uh, uh, sentences like kids saying that i have the impression society is stolen from me my my uh, my uh, child not childhood i would say uh, adolescence my uh, teen teen years and uh, so that is the first film that we are going and it's very interesting because they they really play the game like to document and plus the director the minute we could go out when so it's between iphone but also between real sequences with with the kids and uh, to see how it is like exactly to have four months where you're supposed to grow to go out to social relationship and suddenly everything is shut down we have another project that we are doing for friends five that one is going to be on friends too in a social issues um, slot infrarouge we have a, another one we had decided with a, a team we work on friends five to do uh, it's a little mini collection of documentaries called that was written so it's always to tell stories that basically it, for example we just did one on the brexit called that was written and uh, so it, it, we want to do so it started to really see how it started from china so different aspects the virus itself the geopolitics the and to say that was written that was written it will happen and how all of the that is going to be a prime time for friends five mm. and uh, and another one we are super happy uh, during the crisis, uh, since uh, early April, uh, a team had the authorization to shoot in the biggest hospital of Paris. And actually, it's the biggest hospital in Europe, La Salpetriere, where it was a huge crisis. And so we shot from the 1st of April. And uh, we fish, finishing shooting actually mid-July. We want to really follow. And it's really to see how our hospital and especially public hospital was like basically the, how do you say that? You know, when, when it was really the, the thing that maintained that nothing exploited, basically they went through, they were so close to be a disaster and they maintain like, you know, almost like when you have a flood and they maintain, and we have like superb character from nurses to the doctors to, so that that's going to be a, a, a big, uh, a big film for us and um, plus sorry and plus the last one we are developing that was very interesting because before the confinement everybody was saying it's super dangerous the uh, the screen the 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 basically the new technology and without the technology we would have been like completely screwed ha have has the output and production of documentary 
changed since the restructure or are you managing more or less the same number of hours and uh, and projects? Basically, the, the very overall is like uh, France Television has an agreement and basically France Television invests every year uh, a bit more than 100 million euros in documentaries. And that goes to the national channels that I'm running, but also to the regional channels on France 3 and everything. And of course, on the uh, overseas channel. So... Just to give you an overall, what changed is, as I say, our big work of 2019, it was really to rework on the differentiation of each channels because there was a problem for the... the. So basically, what is it today? The, today, France 2 is really the channel of events. You know, France 2 works around the news, the sport. Yeah. So where is documentaries? It's either in prime time, prime time, super event with event, Either it's uh, wildlife, we do that on Saturday night, you know, sometimes we have like, not every week, huh, but we have the big BBC, we co-produce with BBC uh, and even with French channels. So either it's a big event for school holidays and everything around uh, discovery and nature, or it's history, but I would say history that brings a national debate. For example, we did a history of a nation that it was really to tell all of the stories of immigration in France, how different waves of immigration, that was France too, because it's soon we are going to have a big prime time on decolonization, all of the wars of decolonization. Okay. It's France too, because it's a French empire, blah, blah, blah. We did a big other anti-Semitism, it's France too. And uh, all, and actually, even sometimes we go to social issues, like recently, um, at the end of the confinement, we were working on that for over a year about murders of women by their husbands called feminicide. That is friends too. So you see, it's either big family event discovery or it's social, social issues and mixed to history that bring something to the national debate. Friends 3, it's the channel of territories. Yeah, And uh, it was for us super important to basically, oh, and I forget, of course, in France too, by the way, it's very important for the producer. We have a second, uh, second uh, half of the night, the social issues again, called infrarouge, infrareds, basically. And that every week you have a social issue documentary. And uh, so as, I, as you see, France too is the, the, it's in the society. France three territories. So of course, the regional, you have like all of the different region and we, work on the national one so what we changed completely that was a big work it was friend three on monday night now you have history but history mixed with uh, with the territories i would say it's how basically either it's uh, so it's always mixed archives and big sequence of documentaries for example we, we did a story about like all of the history of uh, railways in france our railways completely changed the geography of france that is friend three so you can see it's not at all part of the national debate. It's more history, more traditional, but something to do with the... And the same, we created a new slot called uh, the Blue Line. Uh, and because actually the colors of uh, France 3 is blue and the colors of uh, France 2 is red. That's why infrared and the Blue Line. And it's really about... So it's not really social issues. It's how in territories, in different regions of France, people are fighting for a better life or fighting for to save a school or fight so it's always or against all of the envi environmental issues or things like that campaigning very, 
Exactly. It's territories, it's in a region, but it, it can speak to everybody in France. Catherine Alvarez. France-based Free Dolphin Entertainment has a production arm based in Bulgaria, specialising in TV movies, and is looking forward to the gradual return to production in the Eastern European city of Sofia. The company's president, Fiorenza Cella, spoke with Inigo Alexander about the state of the business and the need for love in these trying times. Can you tell me a little bit about what the lockdown experience has meant for you as a company based in Bulgaria? Because obviously that's been quite different. I, I personally haven't heard much about what the situation for the industry has been like in Bulgaria and how it's changed, how lockdown has changed, uh, you know, general business in Bulgaria. So can you tell me a little bit about how you adapted to lockdown in Bulgaria and how it's changed your usual business? Basically, uh, in Bulgaria, the lockdown was lighter than another European country like France, Italy or the UK. Uh, they made it straight away when the first announcement that the pandemic was happening arrived. So the cases were very, very, very low and they kept it very low. So we didn't have a major health issue here. Um, personally, for our movie, we were extremely lucky because the lockdown started on a Monday and our last day of shooting of two movies that we shot uh, this winter was the Saturday night, basically, before the lockdown. So we were able to, to manage to actually um, finish the movies. And then they went to post-production that did not lock down because most people who do post-production, they are on their own in one studio working. So it was easier to, for them to continue working with all the precaution, of course. And uh, so basically in Sofia now, everything has been open for a month. The film industry is starting again to... Um, do movies uh, during the lockdown or just after the lockdown they were only do, doing commercial and very 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 short uh, movies uh, and now it looks like everything is going back to normal with precaution with of course all the uh, SAG rules and all the rules that uh, you know the major country has imposed to for the production but it looks like it's possible to do movies again uh, with some social distancing, with masks, uh, with sanitization of uh, all the different uh, uh, material that we will need from the camera to the microphone and everything. And uh, we are going to probably get in production in the next month and a half. So I will know more about what's happening. <laughs> I mean, we, we are really specializing in TV movie. We are doing like this, uh, a few romantic comedies, some Christmas, some just romantic comedies. And uh, so we didn't change uh, really either our story because they're uplifting. And I think in this kind of period, everybody needs to, to switch on TV and have something that makes him think about a better world, let's put it this way. So I think romantic comedy are in need anyway. And um, we didn't 
we really didn't change much. We're not uh, making like pandemic movies uh, and the unscripted is a completely different world that we are not uh, accustomed to. So we keep on doing scripted movie. Maybe the next production that we are filming this summer will be more contained with a few lesser actors in a more recluse location where basically the crew can be uh, locked uh, into the location and not meeting any other people so that from the beginning to the end of filming, there is no risk of having uh, the virus coming through, basically. And of those um, you know, romantic comedy TV movies that you mentioned, mm -hmm. do, you, do you produce them normally with a, a local Bulgarian broadcaster in mind or are they more designed for the international market? How, how do you usually decide that? Uh, I usually do more uh, uh, American-looking uh, romantic comedy for an international market. Um, so they are usually with uh, American actors or English actors that are well known in the States too. And uh, so, you know, right now our main concern is how we get the actors here for filming those movies this summer. Is there going to be like a quarantine when they arrive? Because as I was saying before, uh, Bulgaria is having been like one of the countries where there's been the least uh, contagious. They're very, very careful of not letting people in. So we might have to uh, deal with the actors that they come two weeks before and they are two weeks in quarantine before starting shooting. Everything else will be local, so it's going to be much easier. And obviously, well, I assume that with a genre like romantic comedy, you need an element, well, you need the actors to be close to each other, to be able to touch each other, to, to have, uh, you know, a normal production, to have a, a realistic show. Yeah. How, how have you, how, how do you think you're going to manage that besides maybe, you know, the two-week quarantine? Is there, what other um, restrictions or safety regulations have they put in, in place to try and allow production to resume? Well, we work with a major studio that's called Nubayana here in, in Sofia, who is linked with the American production company Millennium. And um, basically what uh, they are doing is that they're following the same rule that SAG is imposing. So there will be testing every five days. Um, and... Um, Basically, people will get near when everybody knows that it is safe. So, you know, the actors will be tested, probably even more. And uh, most of the actors will be from here. And I've been uh, in Sofia. And as I say, there were like no contagious, but we will be testing them. The crew will be testing them. It will be like uh, probably a smaller crew. Usually our crew is about 75 to 100 people plus the extras. We are trying to make movies where there will be very, very little extras uh, and the crew will probably be reduced to 45, 50 people. And what about competition with uh, other forms of content like scripted drama and uh, scripted productions that are usually quite, quite big? They normally sell internationally very well. Do you think now the pandemic has allowed a little bit of space for TV movies to compete with that type of content as well? Yes, I do. Because, uh, you know, the, the channel still needs a new product. They still need their audience. So the audience is more at home than they used to be. So they're watching more TV. They're watching more uh, uh, different, uh, you know, Netflix, Amazon, and all the, the different uh, platforms. 
So I think the, the need of product has not changed. Actually, probably is the reason a little bit. Uh, a lot of the um, reality show uh, were put on hold because a lot of people are in those show and the contagious and they are all, you know, like uh, living in the same houses or in very, very contained place. So it could have become a problem. Uh, so when when um, channel need to broadcast something, uh, a TV movie is easy. It's uh, it's one off, of course, uh, but still it can give uh, a, a different uh, view than maybe like two years ago when people were only buying those uh, and producing those kind of shows. Fiorenza Cella. That's all for this week. We'll be back next week with more guests that put the global content business in perspective. In the meantime, stay safe and well wherever you are. My name's David Jenkinson. Thanks for listening.